Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hello, and welcome to another episode of HR in 15. You know, every now and then we shake things up in the HR in 15 control room. Today is one of those days. I am back. Eric Food, I'm Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige, and I'm excited to return today as your guest host. So um, this is very exciting for me, and I look forward to our 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 um, topic today. And um, we have a great, great guest. So let's let's talk about employee burnout. How could we not, right? We're going to talk about employee burnout, what it is, and why employers should care about it. Okay. Um, to help us answer these questions and much more, we're joined by Illuminate PMC founder and creator of the FTF Burnout Proof Culture Model, David Shar. David is a business psychology expert who works with businesses to help them foster a positive culture that attracts and retains top talent. He's here to help us understand exactly what burnout is how it may present itself in different contexts and some some steps that we can take as businesses to work towards a healthy environment. So um, this is an important topic, I think, for all businesses. I think it's been very prevalent over the last um, you know year during the pandemic. Um, so I think um, you know David's insights here are going to be very important for us to understand. So thank you for joining us, David. How are you doing today? Eric, I'm great. Thank you so much uh, for having me here. And also, um... It's really an honor to be the one that pulled you back into the role of, of a host. So well, be careful. Uh, I'm, I'm be, pretty proud of that. Be careful what you wish for. But uh, yes, um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to learn learn about this topic and, and really understand uh, and hear from you. So um, on that note, let's get this party started. Um, and the, I think, I, first of all, you know what I meant to ask you, David, what, how did you um, come up with the name Illuminate? you know, for your, for your firm. I'd love to understand that because I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. So Illuminate is, um, for a lot of reasons, first of all, all of my kids, well, the ones I love, um, that have names that <laughs> translate, uh, they, they all have Hebrew names and, um, about half of them, um, have names that translate to things regarding light. I've always appreciated, uh, the metaphor of of bringing light, um, but illuminate has a deeper meaning. And that is that the, at the very beginning of this idea of organizational psychology, of studying people in the workplace, in the beginning, we were studying like different processes and efficiency type things. And then there was this experiment where they were testing the lights in a factory. Now the psychologists went in and they turned up the lights, brighter lights and, and darker lights and all of these things. And what they found was that regardless of what they did, productivity increased. They expected productivity to increase when they brightened the lights, but not when they then dimmed them or put them back to normal. And regardless of what they did, productivity increased. This was the beginning of understanding uh, human motivation at work and studying human motivation at work because what ended up happening was that it had nothing to do with the lights. It had everything to do with these people uh, showing interest in the workers within this factory. And so that's what the workers were 
uh, responding to regardless of the lights. So I've always loved that story. And so Illuminate uh, is a play on that. Amazing. That is an amazing story. And I guess, let there be light, right? Um, <laughs> all at all times. So, so that being said, let's maybe turn the, the lights down a little bit by answering the question, what, what is burnout? Can you, can you explain to our audience what, how, how we should think about, you know, having burnout in the workplace? Yeah, so so burnout is really interesting. It's one of those things where uh, it's like people saying, I'm depressed or I feel depressed. We use the term to describe a lot of things. But when we when we look at the actual, you know, clinical definition of uh, burnout, what we really see is that it seems to stand on three legs as three pieces to it. And those pieces are emotional exhaustion, which very quickly and commonly gives way to physical exhaustion and even physical ailments, but begins with this emotional exhaustion from sort of overwhelm. Uh, that's one piece. The second piece is this uh, sense of cynicism, where we begin to separate ourselves from our work and uh, from our clients, our patients, our employees in some cases. Uh, and then the third piece is this reduced sense of self-efficacy where we start to feel like we're churning our wheels twice as fast but getting half as much back we feel like there's sort of this gap that we're, we're working so hard but we're not seeing the rewards and by rewards i don't mean the paycheck necessarily but we're not seeing the recognition or the feedback um, that that we seek. We we like to be validated for the work that we do, and when we when we're not seeing that, um, and this could be real or imagined, and it doesn't matter. But if we feel like we are um, not um, being as uh, effective as we once were, that's that's the third piece of burnout. So so, I, I guess the other side of that, you know, and, and, and I fully, um, you, you know, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, and I'm sure we've all been there. Right. But what, what do you say when someone says like, well, isn't that part of what we do? Like, isn't that part of working? Like there are going to be some ups and there are going to be some downs and you, you know, there are going to be some times when we're stressed and that's how, you, you know, it's just part of the equation. Right. So, yeah. but this seems a little different. Right, right, right. So, so, uh, you know, I'm glad you said that because it's really interesting the way we go tend to go to extremes. Uh, oftentimes we think, oh, we want to prevent burnout. So let's get all stress out of our organization. Let's get all conflict out of our organization. And in reality, certain levels of stress are incredibly productive and important certain levels of conflict actually add productivity and engagement and creativity and are essential for a business right. uh, to be competitive in the marketplace so we don't want to eliminate all of those things and we're not trying to uh, make work feel like a vacation but what we're trying to do is make work meaningful and and make people uh, help people connect to the to the greater meaning of their work 
Um, and, and when there is a disconnect there, when people drown in the bureaucracy of work, when um, there's way too much stress or way too much conflict, um, and, and it endures over a long period of time, that's when you see people hit this burnout. But really, it's almost like when the bubble bursts, when the honeymoon period is over, when everything that you thought work was going to be for you um, turns out to be not your reality, and suddenly you're just showing up for a paycheck. That's burnout at its that's, core. That, that's a great probably question to ask if you're at the burnout stage is, are you just showing up, going through the motions, and then you know going home, and you know can't wait, you know, to to get out of the place, out of the workplace. Right. Um, so, all right. So we're we're at we're at the stage where, um, you know, there's there's burnout in the workplace, and my guess is over the last year or so, there's been probably significant burnout um, on many different levels. All right. So, what do we do? Tell me. Tell me. I need the answer. Tell me. Yeah. So, so what do you do when there is burnout? So, first of all, we can, we can create work environments where, uh, they're sort of burnout proof before you even get to that point. But at some point you have to decide it's time to take action. And how do we, how do we fix this? And I think often within organizations, we jump right to, uh, resilience training, right? Oh, we're going to teach our employees how to toughen up. And that is. Uh, really important. Resilience is incredibly important, especially when you have something like a giant pandemic that shows up one day and changes your entire uh, sense of being, right? Resilience is very important. However, if we just do that, what we're doing is we are putting the onus of all of this stress directly on the employee. The flip side of this is to say, let's change all of our policies and make this place a, a place where People never burn out. And what's that doing? It's putting all of the onus on management. What really needs to happen is a combination of these things, but it needs to be collaborative. It needs to be management and employees coming together and uh, reconnecting with the mission and vision of the organization. We need to make sure that we have the right people in, the, in their place, that people have a voice, right? We need to be talking to our employees and not just your favorites or the people who quote unquote get it, but the people who are gonna challenge you as well. We need to be giving people a voice and challenging ourselves and connect with what are we all here for at the end of the day? What is our ultimate mission and what can we do to connect our even the, mo even the most um, mundane work to that ultimate mission? Yeah, it, it's it's just it just seems like there's common themes here that that you're describing, which is very powerful stuff, right? And the first that 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 came to me was communication, right? There has to be communication between employees and and management, right? Um, you know, another thing that 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 I I think you were you know kind of going towards was the term of like alignment, right? There needs to be alignment. Everyone needs to be on the team on the bus, right? And and rowing towards the same goal, even if right we're having issues getting there right in terms of burnout and things like that would that would that be accurate absolutely we we need to be aligned uh to a point where we are all understanding that we're part of the same uh end goal um and and oftentimes we end up splitting up into teams 
where there's there's management and their employees or there's this silo versus that silo uh, we really do need to align those things but alignment does not mean uh constant agreement in any way alignment means that we can get together and battle out our ideas and the best ideas can win because there's there's engagement in that as well you know and that and that comes to the third piece which is which is trust uh which comes with that communication piece right uh, it's incredibly important that communication goes both ways and that trust goes both ways and that we stop vilifying each other or scapegoating each other and, and creating outgroups. Yeah, no, that 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 uh, uh, communication, trust and alignment makes makes our terms that I, I think are mission critical to to getting through this these period with employees. I would agree. Now, let me ask you a question. You you've come up with a three phase approach in remediating like trouble spots and potentially burnout situations in an organization is 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 it can you can you just quickly maybe just go through some of those phases on on how because i think if we talk about like your model a little bit it gives you know our audience a little bit of understanding of how to deal with these kind of, kind of issues right and gives you know kind of puts everything together on how we got to burnout what that means and why why it's there and how we're going to fix it. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So I think, I think what, what we, what we do uh, tend to do sometimes is we look at everything in the snapshot of right now. And the truth is, if you are having a burnout problem, it started somewhere and it follows through the entire uh, life cycle of, of employees at work. So who are we hiring? Are we making sure that we're hiring people who um, who complement our values, right? Are we making sure that we are hiring people who are going to challenge our approaches? Are we, are we then giving them a voice once they're on board? All of these things are so important in addition to ensuring that um, during the interview process, the selection process, that we are giving uh, this RJP, this realistic job preview. We don't want people coming in thinking that this is going to be the perfect work environment, right? We don't, my, my sister um, back in college did a Disney internship and she was one of these crazy Disney fans. And she went down there and thought this was gonna be going to Disney World. And when she showed up and sees Mickey without his head on smoking a cigarette underneath the tunnel, like that blew her mind. Like she couldn't, she couldn't handle it, she quit. It was done. We I'm not sure I can handle know it. What they either. need to expect, <laughs> right? You need you need to make sure they know what to expect. And then once they're there, we need to give them the space, but we need to support them. Like like lower the boundaries wherever we can. Show people support. Build out opportunities for coworkers to support each other. It doesn't all have to come from leadership, right? And then um, at at that point, it's really about managing the process like let's make uh, make sure that everything is mission focused that people understand the significance of what they do and who they are for this organization i think that that those are some of the really main uh main pieces to this puzzle and it is a puzzle but i think the good news here is that the puzzle can be solved right we can we can put the puzzle together or back together and kind of resolve this issue of burnout, right? Yes, absolutely.
Absolutely. Yes. It, it can be done. And, and we think, you know, we think that we, we come up with a lot of ideas about work because it, it becomes part of the narrative that work is a necessary evil, that work doesn't have to, uh, that, that work is about uh, picking up a paycheck and that it's management versus employees. But that's just because that's part of the narrative does not mean that it has to be part of your organization. Totally agree. Makes 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 a real a lot of sense. Um, so, David, let me ask you a question. Can I uh, can I have you back on our next episode? Absolutely, I would love that. I would uh, love to hear your thoughts on, you know, some ideas on diversity and inclusion, as well as some of the things that have happened in for for you and your experience regarding um, the pandemic. I think it's important for for our listeners to hear some of the, you know your perspective on that. So. I do want to thank you, um, you know, for joining us today. I want to thank our listeners for joining as well. Um, interesting enough to learn more about David and his work, please visit his website. It's illuminatepmc.com. That's I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-T-E-P-M-C.com, illuminatepmc.com. And if you'd like to hear more expert analysis on all things HR, be sure to find HR and 15 on your favorite podcast app or listen at www.hrn15.com. Catch you next time. And David, you rock. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.